Welcome to Rapidly Rotating Records, an hour of toe-tapping music from Rapidly Rotating 78 RPM records of the 1920s and 30s with yours truly, Glenn Robison. On Island Radio, KISL Avalon at 88.7 on your FM dial and at KISLAvalon.com on your internet dial. We've got dance bands, hot bands, sweet bands, show tunes, novelty tunes, blues, jazz, and more on everything from Aeolian to Xenophone and by everyone from Aronson to Zerky. On this evening's show, we'll spend some time in the kitchen, do some weeping, hear from Al Jolson, and celebrate Douglas Ferber's birthday and Mother's Day. Last week, I played Not Yet, Suzette, by the Brooke Johns Orchestra and said you might be hearing another Brooke Johns record this week. Well, here it is to start off a set of rapidly rotating records about weeping. Thank you. 
forget, get a smile upon your face, face the sun and let it find us. Weep no more, my baby, your baby's home again. I love you so, so believe in what I say, say we'll leave the past behind us. Now weep no more, my baby, your baby's home again. I'll begin anew, whatever you'll do, I'll do, wherever you choose to go, I'll go. And I'll be to you, whatever you want me to, whatever is in my heart, you'll know. So try to forget, get a smile upon your face, face the sun and let it find us. Weep no more, my baby, cause your baby's home again. You've probably never thought about it, but there is a difference between crying and weeping. Crying is more about the sound and pain, whereas weeping is more about the tears and sadness. I've mentioned before that as a child, my elder granddaughter Miranda had an imaginary playmate named Sweetie. Well, Brooke Johns started off that weeping set with a baker's dozen of sweeties hanging around him, so he sang Why Should I Weep About One Sweetie? Brooke John's Orchestra, November 20th, 1923. James F. Hanley wrote the tune and Henry Creamer the lyrics. We usually associate Roy Bargy with the Benson Orchestra of Chicago, but we heard him on piano with Isham Jones and his orchestra on Weepin' the Blues, recorded on April 25th, 1924. Weepin' the Blues was written by Fred Rose and Albert Short. That was followed by Louis Armstrong and his Hot 7 from May 7th, 1927, and Willie the Weeper. Willie the Weeper was written by Marty Bloom, Walter Melrose, and Grant V. Ryman. This was an instrumental version, but Willie the Weeper was a chimney sweeper with a severe drug habit, and the lyrics recount a rather bizarre dream he had. We finished up with Ray Noble and his orchestra with Weep No More, My Baby, October 12, 1933. Johnny Green wrote the tune, and of course you recognize the voice of Al Boley singing the Ed Heyman lyric. I'm Glenn Robison, and you're listening to Rapidly Rotating Records, bringing you vintage music to which you can't not tap your toes from rapidly rotating 78 RPM records of the 1920s and 30s. Last week, we celebrated Vic Burton's birthday and played Imitations of You, one of the 13 records by his 1935 swing group, Vic Burton and His Orchestra. Well, here's another of those 13 records to start off a kitchen set. Thank you. 
Dusty Dan, a kitchen man, gave in his notice he's through. She cried, oh, Dan, don't go. It'll grieve me if you do. I love his cabbage, crave his haste. Deppy about his sucker taste. I can't do without my
I last played The Old Kitchen Kettle Keeps Singing a Song on August 16th, 2009. Remember? Yeah, by Ben Burney and all the lads. This time you heard it by Ted Weems and his orchestra, recorded a month or so before Burney on January 9th, 1933. The vocal was by Parker Gibbs and a vocal trio consisting of Elmo Tanner, Dudley Fosdick, and Weston Vaughn. The Old Kitchen Kettle was written by Reginald Connolly, Jimmy Campbell, and Harry Woods. Before that, things were sure hot and steamy in Bessie Smith's kitchen. The Empress of the Blues was accompanied by Clarence Williams on piano and Eddie Lang on guitar. And that was Kitchen Man from May 8, 1929. Kitchen Man was written by Andy Razaf and Edna Alexander under the pseudonym Alex Beledna. We started off that kitchen set with Vic Burton and his orchestra and Devil's Kitchen from June 14, 1935. Devil's Kitchen was written by Will Hudson. Last week I mentioned that the Avalon Ball is taking place on Saturday, May 20th here at the Catalina Casino Ballroom. And earlier in the day, it's the Catalina Island Museum's silent film benefit in the Casino Theater, where they'll be screening the first film adaptation of J.M. Barry's play entitled Peter Pan. But if you can't get to the island, get yourself to Culver City for the International Al Jolson Society's Jolson Festival, which takes place from May 18th to the 21st. Complete information on the festival is available at the Society's website, jolson.org. That's easy. jolson.org. And here to either spark or reinforce your interest in the festival is the man himself, Al Jolson, whose birthday... June 9th, 1886, in our Gregorian calendar, is coming up. Oh boy, you're a meter. Oh boy, nobody's sweeter. I mean that girl of mine. I'll say she's simply divine. Oh, boy, I want to tell you, my heart is gone. Maybe this will give you some idea how we carry on. Say, when I call, she takes my hand, but you ain't heard nothing yet. And then in the hall, we act just grand, but you ain't heard nothing yet. When we talk about the weather, then we cuddle close together. That's great, but wait, you ain't heard nothing yet. She's got such charms, such curving arms, but you ain't heard nothing yet. And I can't wait until the date when I'm married to my pet. We'll have such cute things running round our bungalow, you bet. We'll first commence with a picket fence, but you ain't heard nothing yet. He's all I ever wanted, my dreams always wanted, by this sweet sweetie of mine. I'll say she's simply divine, she's just the sort of girlie you all adore. So I'm gonna speak my teeth again, just to make you thought, say listen, when I call. She takes my hand, but you ain't heard nothing yet. Da 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 da. In the hall, we act as friends, but you ain't heard nothing yet. When we talk about the weather, then we cuddle close together. That's great, but wait, why you ain't heard nothing yet? Oh, she's got charms, such curving arms, <laughs> but you ain't heard nothing yet. And 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 when those arms are around my neck. Believe me, I am set. And and when the lights are turned down low, I hug and kiss my pet. Now she gets sore if I told you more, but you ain't heard nothing yet. years or maybe more out on an island on a lonely shore robinson crusoe landed one fine day 
No rent to pay, no wife to obey. His good man Friday was his only friend. He didn't borrow or lend. They built a little hut, lived there till Friday, but Saturday night it was shut. Where did Robinson Crusoe go with Friday on Saturday night? Every Saturday night they would start in the room, and on Sunday morning they come staggering home. They went hunting for rabbits when the weather grew colder, but Crusoe came home with a hair on his shoulder. Now where did Robinson Crusoe go with Friday on Saturday night? Robinson Crusoe was a good old scout. Robinson Crusoe knew his way about. He'd go out hunting chicken now and then. But he knew when he was chasing a hen. Once he told Friday, you must stay at home. I've got to go out alone. Friday felt very blue. He said, it's wrong of you. Couldn't you fix it for two? Where did Robinson Crusoe go with Friday on Saturday night? One fine Saturday night, they had nothing to do. So they started counting all the girlies they knew. Friday counted to 13, and Crusoe said, Brother, you know, 13's unlucky. Let's go get another. So where did Robinson Crusoe go with Friday on Saturday night? Where did Robinson Crusoe go with Friday on Saturday night? Every Saturday night, they would start in the room. And on Sunday morning, they come staggering home. On this island live wild men in cannibals trimming. And you know where there are wild men, there must be wild women. So where did Robinson Crusoe go with Friday on Saturday
tune sounds vaguely familiar. It's, of course, Avalon, originally credited to Al Jolson and Vincent Rose, and sung there by Jolie on August 16, 1920. It was introduced by Jolson and interpolated in the musicals Sinbad and Bombo. Al Jolson spent a lot of time on Catalina, sport fishing from his yacht, aptly named Mammy. But this weekend, you can find him in Culver City at the Al Jolson Festival, sponsored by the International Al Jolson Society. Complete details are at the Society's website, jolson.org. Before Avalon, we heard Al pose the musical question, where did Robinson Crusoe go with Friday on Saturday night? From even earlier, on February 21, 1916. It was written by George W. Meyer, Sam Lewis, and Joe Young. We started off that set with the first words coming from a movie screen. You ain't heard nothing yet. Al Jolson with Charles Prince and his orchestra, recording for Columbia on September 22, 1919. I'm Glenn Robison, and the show is Rapidly Rotating Records. We're here each and every Sunday evening at 6 on Island Radio, FM 88.7, KISL Avalon, and KISLAvalon.com. This and all our previous shows are also available 24-7, on demand anytime at all online at rapidlyrotatingrecords.com. And we're on iTunes as a podcast and part of the Global Community Radio Network. Last week, May 13th, marked the birth in 1885 in London of Lewin Michael Sultan. You know him better as British lyricist and playwright Douglas Ferber. Best known for the lyrics to the 1937 song The Lambeth Walk and the libretto to the musical Me and My Girl, composed by Noel Gay, from which it came, his songwriting career began in collaboration with Australian-born composer A. Emmett Adams with whom he wrote The Bells of St. Mary's in 1914. Other collaborators included Philip Bram, with whom he wrote Limehouse Blues, Johnny Green, L. Arthur Rose, and Ray Noble. Douglas Ferber died on February 20, 1961, also in London. He had his own segment for the first time back in 2013, but here are three different sets of lyrics from the pen of Douglas Ferber.
Ted Weems and his orchestra with vocal by Elmo Tanner and Let Me Give My Happiness to You. That Victor recording was made in Chicago on August 4, 1933 and released on the Bluebird label. The tune was written by George Posford and Let Me Give My Happiness to You is heard in the 1933 musical comedy romance film The Good Companions. 
starring Jesse Matthews and John Gielgud, who became Sir John Gielgud in 1953. And of course I can't think of Sir John Gielgud without hearing him as Hobson in the 1981 film Arthur, asking Dudley Moore's title character... Perhaps you'd like me to come in there and wash your <coughs> for you, you little <coughs> Okay, well, before Ted Weems, it was the Orpheus Dance Band with the vocal by Maurice Elwin, and that's where the South begins from October 17, 1930. That's Where the South Begins was written by Ferber and Vivian Ellis and is not to be confused with the earlier Down Where the South Begins, written by Joe Young, Sam M. Lewis, and J. Russell Robinson. We started off our tribute to Douglas Ferber with Al Boley and Ray Noble once again with another Ferber-Posford collaboration, Three Wishes, June 20th, 1933. Today is, of course, Mother's Day. Mother's Day came about through the efforts of Anna Jarvis, who, following her mother's death in 1905, was looking for a way to honor the sacrifices all mothers made for their children. With financial backing from Philadelphia department store owner John Wanamaker, she organized the first official Mother's Day celebration in 1908 in a Methodist church in Grafton, West Virginia. With that event a success, she resolved to make it a national holiday and began a massive letter-writing campaign. Her hard work eventually paid off, and in 1914, President Woodrow Wilson officially established the second Sunday in May as Mother's Day. But as the holiday quickly became commercialized, Jarvis campaigned against those profiting from it and spent most of her personal fortune filing lawsuits against groups using the phrase Mother's Day. Jarvis, who never married and was not a mother herself, died nearly penniless in 1948. And on that note, I'll hope that you have or had a close loving relationship with your mother, realizing that unfortunately not everyone does, but wish you all, especially all the mothers out there, a happy Mother's Day. And I hope the following records help in that regard.
light and guiding light that taught me wrong from right I found in my mother's eyes. Those baby tales she told that rolled all paid with gold I found in my mother's eyes. Just like a wandering sparrow and lonely soul I walk a straight and narrow to reach my goal. God gives him from above a real unselfish love I found in my mother's eyes.
Sam Lennon's Dance Orchestra with Leroy Montesanto masquerading as Alan Reed on the vocal refrain of Baby Your Mother Like She Babied You on a Banner 78 wax September 21st, 1927 and also on the Domino and Regal labels. On the Broadway label, it was issued as By the Badgers with Harry Woods and on Jewel and Oriole, The Yankee Ten with Roy Silver. Dolly Morse and Andrew Donnelly wrote the words and Joe Burke the tune. Before that, one of the wildest pseudonyms ever. The World Echo label credits the Connecticut Collegians from the Edgewater Inn, Greenwich, Connecticut. In fact, that was a British band under the direction of Cecil and Norman Leslie with My Mother's Eyes. The vocalist was Kevin O'Connor, and that recording was made in London on October 9, 1929. My Mother's Eyes was written by L. Wolf Gilbert and Abel Bear. We started that Mother's Day set with the Dorsey Brothers Orchestra and Your Mother and Mine. The vocalist on that July 12, 1929, OK78 is unidentified. Your Mother and Mine was composed by Gus Edwards with the lyrics by Joe Goodwin. I'm Glenn Robison, and you've been listening to Rapidly Rotating Records. I hope you'll click in or tune in again next week, and as always, I thank you for your very kind attention. Thank you.